And welcome back, everyone, to the Beyond the Profile podcast. I'm your host, Shiny. And today on the show, we have a wonderful guest for episode nine. She's someone I went to middle school and high school with, and we go into really just a ton of details on how she founded her own business. It's a one-person company where she creates artistic and extravagant cakes for people in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And we go into so many different details on really how she founded that business and what she's learned along the way and so much, so much more. So I know for a fact that you guys will love this interview. There's just so much, so much insight on how she's founded this business and how she's created a social media following behind it. But I just wanted to take some time real quick to hit on a couple things of that happened last week um, in D.C., and for people that don't know, I, I live in D.C. I've been living here for 10 years now, uh, including school. And what happened last Wednesday in terms of the insurrection on the Capitol was obviously something we've never seen before in our lives. But it was just extremely gut-wrenching and chilling and made me sick. And I'll give you some reasons as to why to that. And I, and I just want to be... You know, I'm, I'm not going to harp on the things that, um, you know, you've seen in the news or, you know, I'm not coming it from a reporter or journalist point of view and, and stuff like that. I just want to give you guys this information as just a D.C. resident. <laughs> um, to start things off... Uh, Wednesday evening, you know, after everything had happened and, you know, we were kind of glued to the TV, um, we live near a number of parking lots where it's a 10 to 15 minute walk away from the Capitol. Um, and DC is very hard to park, uh, if you don't know. So a lot of these, um, you know, a lot of these, uh, quote unquote protesters, what they do is they park in these parking lots and then they walk over. Um, and we saw someone get shot, you know, outside of our window. Um, they were about a block away. Uh, you know, people started scattering everywhere. Ambulances, police cars came up. Um, thank God the woman's okay. Um, but... Then, then the next day, I went on a mid-afternoon walk, and I was two blocks away from home, so close to being home, and a mother and her son came up to me. The mother was not wearing a mask. The son was, and they just looked confused. I thought they were going to ask for directions. They clearly didn't look like they were from around here, because if you know D.C., everyone in D.C. wears a mask. That's just what you do. You know, a lot of people walking around close together. It's just the respectful thing to do. So I thought she was going to ask for directions. I take out my headphones and she asks me a genuine question. And that question was, why do people wear masks even when you're outside? So I engaged. I told her truthfully, you know, you wear a mask outside because it's the respectful thing to do. Everyone is walking around. You know, you don't. You want to be respectful to everyone around you. You know, I know that the percentages are lower if you're outside, but, you know, to me, it doesn't matter. Like, there's still a percentage chance. And 
you know, I'm not going to take that risk. And I think that's the respectful, proper thing to do. You know, she claps back a little bit. And it ends up being a 25-30 minute conversation. And when I mean conversation, it's not, you know, like a polite, uh, nice convo where we're hashing things out. I'm understanding where she's coming from now. It ends up turning, you know, to be yelling here and there, screaming. Um, And, you know, she brought up things like BLM, BLM and Antifa were behind the riots and the fires and the looting that occurred in different communities um, over the summertime. And I responded back to her, look, I don't believe that, but I'm against looting and destruction and vandalism and all that stuff, and which she clearly was. But then I went back at her. I said, hey, so you were clearly there yesterday on Wednesday during the march. Were you against that what happened at the Capitol? And she responded back to me, no, that was necessary. And my eyes just widen, my jaw drops, and I'm kind of in like a state of semi-shock. I I guess I just had never spoken to someone like that, that had those views that were so one-sided, where they're clearly being hypocritical, clearly, but they just don't realize it, they don't notice it. And when you listen to someone who is believing all of these conspiracy theories and taking it as facts. It's just scary. And the worst part about it is her son's right there. That that was just the saddest thing of all. Her son was right there listening to everything. And I, you know, we went back and forth on different issues and policies and what I you know, believed in what she believed in, and a lot of it was conspiracy theories. And, you you know, you read it in the news, you hear about it, but until you actually speak to someone that truly believes it, and you could see it in their eyes, it is frightening. Especially when her son is right there. So, um, what I did was, at the end of the conversation, I turned to the son, and I said, hey... Buddy, you know, just in the future, I want you to question everything your mom says regarding the politics. Question everything. And I end up walking away. Now, that makes it sound much better than it actually was. There was a lot of, you know, like, no, no, you're crazy. (laughs) Uh, She called me a leftist socialist. I called her ma'am. Um, where do you get your facts from? You know, things like that. Then, you know, if you want me to elaborate on, I will. But for right now, I just want you guys to take this story, take it in a little bit. Um, and, you know, just make sure you're checking your news sources. Make sure that you're double-checking facts and, and making sure that it's true. Um... You know, we live in a very fast social media world where information comes so quickly. And 
you know, you just want to make sure that you're getting everything, um, you're getting everything correct. And obviously, you know, like everyone is, you know, can have their own opinions, obviously, but you know, just make sure you read the facts and that's what I want to get out of it. And, you know, better days are ahead. Thank God. (laughs) And just wanted you guys to, you know, have that little snippet, but without further ado, want you guys to enjoy this interview. Much better days are ahead in, in America, in our world, and much better things are ahead with this podcast. So without further ado, let's get into it with this interview. Let's get after it. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for tuning in. Today, I'm joined on the show by a good friend, an incredible baker who is well known in the Dallas Fort Worth area for creating the most artistic and extravagant cakes. She's the founder of Goodies Cakery and has been featured in Cosmopolitan, BuzzFeed, D Magazine, and Yahoo Life as one of the best food Instagram accounts to follow based on your cravings. That guest today is Danny Goodman. Danny, thanks for joining the show. Hey, Michael. Thanks for having me. Of course. So, I mean, there's just so much that I want to get into because we've known each other for a very long time, but why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, went to college, et cetera? Yeah. So I grew up here in Dallas, Texas. Um, I went to Green Hill for kindergarten through 12th grade um, with you for most of that. And then when I graduated, I went up north to University of Michigan where I spent four years there and graduated with a degree in communications. And then um, right after that, I moved back to Dallas where I had a job um, set up for that summer um, at a digital marketing firm. And I stayed there for about three years and started baking during that time and then um, left that job to do baking full time. And I've been doing that for about four years now. Yeah, the way the way you describe all of this, it just sounds so seamless. It was part of the plan the entire time. So I want to get into really where where did you find that love for cooking cakes? You know, where did that come from? Where did it start? Yeah, so I've kind of um, I guess I baked my whole life. You know, with my mom and my grandma around Christmas time, or um, you know, for clubs and sports games at school and stuff like that. But Um, I don't think it was out of the ordinary, like no one would have ever said, you know, she's going to grow up and be a cake company owner one day. Um, But I've always had a really big sweet tooth. um, And that kind of really escalated when I was a senior at the University of Michigan. I I really started to get into those food trends that were happening right around that time where people were really getting creative and experimenting with different foods and desserts. And we didn't really have access to that in Ann Arbor. So I got really into it. right around there. And that's where, you know, I kind of started making fun desserts um, and then kind of continued that when I moved back to Dallas, when it ended up turning into cakes eventually. Nice. And did you experiment with, with your friends and such? What was it, was it really just cakes to begin with? And then you moved on to the extravagant artistic cakes or how did, how did that kind of route come about? Yeah. So I guess I really didn't start with cakes at first. Um, I, I think I would make cakes for friends for birthdays, but when I was trying to 
really experiment and get creative. It was more like concoctions. Um, so like I'm trying to think some in college, like, you know, funfetti pancakes before those were really commonplace. They're like the cronut, um, the croissant donut mix. So more of those like funky food desserts that weren't necessarily cakes. Um, and then it kind of getting started getting more into cakes when I started my job. Um, where I'd make cakes for the office um, instead of those things that really had to be eaten right at the time. So, yeah, it was more like funky little bites, um, a lot of breakfast stuff and ice cream stuff um, before it really got into the cake stuff. So, it, honestly, it kind of sounds like you were a hot commodity, commodity in terms of being a roommate. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, just making all these hate. awesome things. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a love-hate relationship. And I'd get some glares um coming back from the gym from some of my roommates but I learned <laughs> that if I left what I made out it wouldn't be eaten but if I broke it up into pieces where people would grab it as I walked by nice. it'd be gone okay. in like an hour so that's my tactic for for getting people to indulge a little bit <laughs> that's awesome and and when, when when you were in Michigan and you were making these different bites and cakes and desserts for for your friends did you ever think to yourself like wow I could actually do something like this for a living or was it just a hobby at that point yeah it was really just a hobby um I'm, I'm always looking for new projects. So like during, I mean, even now I'll craft and bake and, you know, do little fun things, but um, never thought it would turn into a career. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it seems like, you know, just doing a little bit of research and also just knowing who you are, you, you went into digital marketing right after school you know, was that something that you always wanted to do? And and you kind of turned that seamlessly into the cake business that you have right now, where you're implementing those digital marketing skills, social media, things like that. So that two-year frame that you were there, did you really, how much did you learn and what did you really learn to take that into Goody's Cakery? Yeah. So I guess it wasn't always my plan. Um, Going into college, I started with psych classes because I thought that's what I was going to be doing. Um, I wanted to be a psychiatrist originally um, and quickly changed majors on that one um, after Psych 101. But um, <laughs> I learned a ton. I What I did basically throughout college was intern with PR and marketing agencies. Um, so I got kind of a glimpse into PR, a glimpse into marketing. Um, I did one summer doing specifically social media. Um, and that's kind of where I honed in on that as my career path. Um, so yeah, I learned, I mean, what I do on a daily basis now with my Instagram and website and blogs and all that stuff, I really picked up while I was there. So it was really helpful going into starting my own company, what I learned there and the connections. I mean, just alone of people that you meet and clients that turned into clients um, at my new cake company. So it was really helpful being there. Yeah, of course. And what was what was kind of that what was kind of that moment that you realized, okay, I can actually turn this cake business into a full-time living and I can quit my digital marketing job. Yeah, so I guess um I really really loved the people I was working with. So even as I was taking orders as a side hustle, I was really never considering leaving full-time. Um because I just never wanted to leave the culture and the company that I was at. It was a really amazing place to be. So there was one day when I had a meeting um, with our whole company and we were told that we were about to be bought out um, mm -hmm. and merge into one big company. 
And what I loved so much about where I was was the, like I said, the culture and there were so few of us and we were like family. So I just knew like deep down that everything was going to change from that point on. And it was like, I, I like remember right after the meeting going into the bathroom and like needing to breathe because I was like overwhelming feeling of like, Mm -hmm. it's now or never if I, you know, stay here and like merge into this new company and move to the new building we were going to, I'd probably stay there for, you know, the rest of my life. And it was like the perfect gap to leave and start my own thing. So that was the day I decided pretty much no one, it wasn't like this long plan really. Um, it was kind of that day where things started really getting put into motion. Yeah. And did you, did you have any pros and cons list that you went through? Did you have any uh, mentors or people that you spoke to about this? Because again, like you're, you're speaking as it's just so seamless. (laughs) You always had this thought in your head and you just went right into it afterwards, but I'm sure you had some sort of counsel or, or I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. So going into it, um, it wasn't as like seamless as it sounds. So like approaching like that moment, I decided, I mean, I was like making cakes all night and all morning um, before and after work and on weekends. So it was something where it was like really building and growing and it was exhausting (laughs) to be honest. So it wasn't just like all of a sudden I just switched. It was like a really long, long process of doing both at the same time where I wasn't really thinking through the next steps necessarily. Um, but that day, yeah, I mean, I, um, made a list of all the different ways that if I left my job, I could financially support myself. So Mm -hmm. like obviously number one was cakes, but I also was gonna, um, you know, make toppers and sell them on Etsy. I was going to drive Uber when, (laughs) during my free time, like I had all these plans of different, I was selling these, um, little like deer antlers that I was painting. And <laughs> so I was like, just start selling more of those. So I had all these plans of ways to support myself financially along with the cake so that I wasn't just like floundering out there trying to make, you know, my ends meet. Um, but quickly all that went away <laughs> because by, pretty much by the first week that I had left my job, I was booked for the week. So oh, really? It, so I had given myself, um, I'd given the company a month's notice, um, just because I wanted to give them time to let me train someone and, um, prepare since it was such like a hectic time at the company. I didn't want to leave that behind dry. So I had that month of planning ahead for the day that I would be on my own. So I just kept booking cakes. Um, and up until that point I was having to turn down a lot of business for cakes. So I knew the demand was there. And I knew like my passion for it was there. So those were really big factors in making that decision. And then I would say like the guidance I got was really from my dad. He's the original hustler of the family. So um, it was really important for me to get his approval. So I called him the day that I decided all of this, like really <laughs> suddenly. Um, so there wasn't a lot of guidance or advice leading up to it because like I said, it wasn't something I even knew I was doing until that day, but yeah, I kind of like got home with my list. I didn't I didn't go into my house. I was walking around the street on the phone with my dad explaining how I was going to do this. And um, he's like my number one supporter. So I don't know why I was having to like explain how I was going to make it happen because like he believed in me no matter what. Yeah. But I guess I really just wanted his validation. So 
he said, you know, you can do it. You got this. Do what you want to do, and you'll make it work and make it happen. So that's kind of my decision making right there. No, <laughs> yeah, and that's that's amazing. I mean, not not only did you have someone that was you know on your side on your team to to counsel you through all this, but you seem to be an extremely organized person where you had these side hustles lined up to you know essentially make ends meet and and put yourself in a financial situation where you can get things done and get through these things and the fact that it only lasted a week you know what how many cakes were you rolling out while you were still working just after a week to be fully booked up it's a really good question i don't know the exact amount because it feels like forever ago. Mm-hmm. From the day I started making cakes, um, also my dad who guided me as a lawyer, so he pretty much told me, like, set this up as a legitimate business because if anything happens, we want to be protected. So from the day I started selling cakes, I was putting everything into a separate account and just not touching it. So all that was saved up, ready to go for the day that I started my business. So I had a pretty good amount to start off with, like to get things rolling, get all the equipment I needed, you know, get the licenses and food safety like exams I needed. So I was make, probably making like I want to say like forty cakes a month, maybe. Oh my god! When I was working my full time job, yeah. Wow, and and you know that for the listeners, I when when I tag you and put you on Instagram and and they they know who I'm speaking to, they'll see those cakes that you kind of put out there and they're just incredible cakes. They are multi-layered cakes with, you know, donuts or ice cream cones or like, you know, pictures of Drake on them, like whatever, whatever that may be. When, you know, give us, give us a little behind the scenes of how you make one of these elaborate cakes. Yeah. Well, I guess if you, First of all, if you scroll back to the beginning, they're not (laughs) as amazing as maybe they are now. Um, It was definitely not – they were not picture perfect when I first started out. And I like to remind my followers of that by doing like a side-by-side of a design that I redid recently um, just so people know that I didn't just like start making cakes like that. It takes a lot of (laughs) practice. But um, for going behind the scenes of making a cake, I guess it just starts with the form – on my website where I get kind of basic information from customers. Um, I get just the sizing and flavors and all that down. And then there's a spot for them to tell me um, exactly what they're looking for in a cake. So at this point um, I've posted like so many that a lot of times people will just send an exact cake that they want off my Instagram or website or whatever it might be. Um, The other way of doing it is people will send me a list of things they like favorite colors or tv shows um you know sports teams whatever it might be and then i'll go through and create a design for them to send back for approval and sometimes we're good to go right from there and sometimes there'll be you know a bit of back and forth from the customer just make sure they get exactly what they want on the cake and um there is a lot of like expectation setting where sometimes people will send me crazy ideas that just aren't physically possible um, with like, you know, Barbies really? upside down on like a stripper pole or something like oh that. My God. <laughs> but so some of that expectation setting of just like logistically what's possible. But yeah, that's pretty much the process of how we finalize our design. That's that's hilarious because there there are some cakes where I just think to myself like I feel like you're defying gravity <laughs> on some of these cakes like it just doesn't make sense to me that you're that you're doing this but 
I mean, clearly you do. And, you know, we brought up the fact that you're just so organized and the fact that you were putting together all of these things when you first got started. But you are a one person company and you do the cooking, the designing, the delivery, the digital marketing, social media, all of that stuff. You know, you talked about how you just put together a cake. You know, what is your day structured like or what is a week structured like in in this one person company? Um, It's pretty different every day um, just because sometimes weekends are a lot busier than others. Um, But typically overall, I basically start off my Monday trying to limit orders for the day just so I can get caught up on all my emails for the weekend. Um, That's definitely one of my biggest sore spots is staying up on my emails just because I get so many with designing cakes or new orders or just basic questions. So um, I try to do most of like my computer and admin work on Mondays and really get ahead for the week on that. And that's kind of also the day where I make sure I have all the toppers and ingredients and everything I need for the week. I definitely kind of try to look at it week by week so it doesn't get too overwhelming, but I'll make a few cakes that day and then start ramping up for the weekend. I'll pretty much go into the bakery, maybe knock out a few emails in the morning and get home and do emails most of the night while I watch my TV shows. (laughs) And then um, once we get to Thursday through about Sunday, I'm pretty much in the bakery um, all day, um, coming home at night and answering emails and then getting ready for the next day until start over on Monday with more wow. emails. <laughs> I mean, it just yeah. sounds like a 24, a 24 hour, seven day a week business right there. Yeah. So, and, and it's also incredible too, because on your website, it says that you only deliver in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Is that still a thing? Are you looking to kind of branch out and expand a little bit? You know, what's, what's the thought process looking like for the business and, and what are those goals that you, uh, that you kind of see for yourself? Yeah, so right now, definitely um, still in Dallas only. Um, I don't think there's really a way to ship cakes as they are in my current operations, just because they're they would probably end up in like a mushy mess by the time <laughs> they got somewhere. But you know, I have I've had people come from Austin actually like get cakes, so people will drive a little bit, and I've had people take cakes on planes without telling me what? <laughs> I'll find out after the fact when they tag me no but um yeah right now it's just Dallas local like keeps me pretty bus- busy um people here will pretty much find an excuse to celebrate anything so you know there's always a reason for cake here in Dallas with my customers so there are some things I'm looking at um that I might be able to ship one day but it's probably a little bit further down the line and um I'm kind of at the crossroads right now of figuring out the next step of whether it's going to continue, um, you know, just me doing custom cakes because um, it's something that I love or whether it's something I want to grow and maybe find like a storefront or, um, you know, whatever that might be. There's a lot of different directions that I can go right now just being a one person show. You know, there's a lot of room for me to pivot or grow or whatever it might be next. So that's a good question. That's kind of the question I'm at right now also. (laughs) No, definitely. I mean, it, it's got to be it's got to be a bit flattering too that people have taken cakes on planes and then tagged yeah. you in it. Uh, is it? I mean, we we can only hope we cross our fingers that one day maybe DC that you'll be able yeah. to ship. So, or I might just grab one and yeah, or I might just grab one and take it on the plane like that other person. Yeah, there you go. But another thing that I wanted to you know ask you and and kind of go a little bit further on was I mean you're clearly passionate. 
and you you clearly seem happy about the work that you're doing that you jumped in and took a risk in this type of a business and you know it's i don't know you can correct me if i'm wrong but it, it seems like you're passionate about you know not only just making cakes but you just have this artistic side of you and that you just love and want to show the world it seems like i mean we were just talking before this episode your your room is just so organized and candy everywhere and like stuff like that and like so many different colors and and stuff like that so you know what have you learned these last um five or so years working for yourself running your own business just with goodies cakery i've learned a ton i mean starting from the beginning with the whole business side of things i just spent like days and weeks googling everything i needed to know in terms of like taxes and licensing and you know all that stuff um the boring stuff yeah so definitely learned a ton of that and still to this day you know learning all of that the ins and outs of running a business in terms of maybe like a personal level of the business it's really important i know i you know talked about my week and how it sounds like i'm working all the time but something i've definitely learned especially in the last few years is just trying to find that work-life balance and the importance of that because like no matter how passionate you are about what you're doing, it's really important to just take a breather every now and then because you burn out before you could even, you know, reach your full potential if you don't. I love so that. just finding that time, you know, on a Saturday, maybe I close early and just take the day off and turn off my emails and, you know, spend time with my family. So that's definitely one of the more important things I've been learning to navigate, sometimes not so successfully yet, but um, definitely working on organization like you said is so important especially with you know how detailed some of these orders can get and doing so many a day um just keeping everything super organized i've always been that way luckily but you know making lists of lists on and on (laughs) just to make sure everything's in order i guess the other like main thing that was a learning process for me coming out of you know being in school my whole life and then straight into a corporate job um it's just managing your own work Um, it's pretty different shift to be in charge of your schedule and it's so easy to let a day or days go by where you just, you know, put off whatever you need to do. So just finding that motivation within you to, you know, wake up early, start your own schedule, you know, and get to work when you could easily just put it off and watch TV or do whatever you want all day instead. No, definitely. And, and there are, there are days and, and there, you know, people are, we're, we're all human and there are going to be days when we procrastinate and we put things off, but it sounds like, you know, with you being so organized and, and having that structure and knowing that you need to get things done for your clients. I mean, you mentioned earlier that you have emails galore just right when you get up on a Monday morning. So it's not like you have time for that, but but carving out that time, like you said, even though you could be so passionate about something, carving out that, you know, Danny time to just like relax and, and take a breather is, is extremely pivotal, pivotal, (laughs) uh, of, of, you know, having your own business, um, kind of going off that a little bit and, and you kind of hit it on, hit it on the nose too, but is there any other advice that you would give someone starting their own small business? Um, I, I just love the idea of like this culture of a side hustle. That's, I feel like it's been pretty recent. Maybe it's been going on forever, but just like the term side hustle, I feel like has become super popular. Um, 
I just love that idea of having that time where you're secure in your job or maybe, you know, you're looking to make some extra funds on the side with your side hustle or whatever it might be. But just having that time to see if it's something that you're really passionate about, where it's something that's sustainable long term. Like I said, you know, if you're not passionate about it and you're not going to be excited to wake up sometimes at like 4 a.m. or whatever it might be, then, you know, it's not something maybe you should be leaving your job for. So I just, I think it's, if you have the opportunity to work full time and start what you're passionate about on the side and have that grace period of like still making money, building a business, getting ready to make that jump from your career to doing what you love full time. Um, it's not such a big jump as just like taking that crazy leap of faith where like you have something waiting for you on the other side, ready to go. So I mean, I know everyone's circumstances are different, but I, I just feel like if you can have that opportunity, it's so important and such a great way to start a business that you feel really good and confident about doing. No, I love that too. And and that's kind of what I want to get out of this podcast too. It's It's just interviewing people and getting those different career journeys on how they found that happiness and passion in whatever career that they're in. And I was thinking, I was actually thinking the other day, you know, cause I'm sure just like everyone else, like I love chilling, uh, and watching Netflix. And I was just thinking to myself, like, what if I had a career that, you know, equated the, the amount of happiness that I have watching Netflix? Like, is that even possible? <laughs> and, you know, maybe it's not, but getting, trying to decrease that variance so much where it's so, you know, there's not that much of a difference would just make a huge amount of difference for, for me at the end of the day. And, and that's kind of what you were saying about waking up at four in the morning. But, um, yeah, I also get that added benefit of like, as opposed to someone who might make a product and ship it somewhere or like have some sort of service, I get the benefit of seeing someone pick up a cake and like feel that joy and happiness where you can really feel what you're doing, make an impact. So that definitely is something that keeps me motivated and going you know even more than just doing something I love is like getting that feedback and excitement from people where like you're not good if you're sending someone like something that you created in your room and never hearing again so I love that part and then also being able to see you know people use social so much social media so much afterwards like and then getting that extra reinforcement of like everyone like getting so excited and posting and commenting. And so those two things like definitely make it even more fun to go on every day. And I, I didn't even really think about it until you just brought it up, but cakes are such a celebratory product. And the fact that you can give someone that with this incredible design and artistic, you know, way about it. And then you see their face when, when they get it or you get the tag Maybe it's for their birthday, friend's birthday, their daughter's birthday. I mean, that that must just give you like all the joy in the world when yeah. you see something like that. It's it's really rewarding, definitely. That's wonderful. Well, Danny, I want to thank you. I I just have a you know a list of like three or four final questions that I ask everyone else, but I want to acknowledge you real quick and you know thank you for taking the time for doing all of this. You know, you're you're someone that I've known for a very long time. And the fact that you're just so diligent, you you know what you want to do, and you're probably one of the more organized people I've ever met as well. So, uh, you know, you put your heart into something and you really go full force into it. So uh, I want to acknowledge you on that. But 
final final questions here uh, that I ask all my guests. Um, you know, looking back on your freshman year of college self, what piece of advice would you give yourself? Um, yeah, like I said, I was really focused on psych. I think at the time I would have loved to, um, even throughout my college career, maybe taken a few business classes and gotten some of that knowledge under my belt. Um, maybe a few less like alien classes. That I <laughs> maybe throw another business class in there, but um, yeah, I think, I think where I ended up um, is definitely in part to what I did throughout college, regardless of what it was, if it was, you know, my communications versus where I ended up baking. Um, so not that much different, but I think, I think a business class or two would have been nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, nothing wrong with a couple alien classes. Okay. <laughs> You're really into that stuff. They're great for party tricks. Yeah. There you go. Um, what was the worst advice you ever took and executed on it? Um, it wasn't advice given directly to me, but I think something you hear a lot from, you know, really successful entrepreneurs sometimes is um, that idea of like, say yes, and then figure it out later. Um, so um, I guess I did that a few times starting out. Um, I think it's definitely useful in certain contexts. Like for me specifically, if someone orders a crazy amount of cakes and it's something I feel like I might not be able to take on um, and just figuring it out, that's kind of different than saying yes to something that I'm not able to execute in terms of like a design or, um, you know, if it's just something that I know is not going to be my best quality and I don't want to represent my company, it's not worth saying yes to if you're not going to be able to execute on it. So that's one piece of advice that I think um, is kind of, you know, take it with a grain of salt where maybe I set myself up for failure early on for something like designs or cakes that like I maybe shouldn't have been doing and, you know, might've lost a customer from that first time, you know, that first year of doing business. Um, so I've just learned, you know, since then to kind of set expectations, like I said, in terms of like logistics, not saying yes to everything, um, because I can't physically do it all. And sometimes it's not going to be what I'll be proud to give to someone. So. Yeah, no. And, and that's all about the bandwidth and, and quality that you put into, into those cakes. And if you just have so many you know, people asking for all these things and you say, yes, quality might diminish a little bit because of it. So that definitely makes sense. What do you do to sharpen your sword and refine your craft? Um, I love following bakers that really inspire me online. Um, I take a lot of people nowadays, especially because of the pandemic are offering some awesome online classes. So um, I took like a buttercream flour making class recently um so there's a lot of great resources online just to keep learning and they're so easy to do just from your couch (laughs) um so I love you know being inspired by other people I see doing really creative amazing stuff in our space um and then just trying out new techniques um it's something I usually do on like cakes where I'm making it for family or for myself or whatever it might be where there's not that pressure and I get to kind of just have fun and be creative. Um, and, you know, fine tune those skills where there's not someone who is paying for it at that moment <laughs> to make sure it's something I can do in the future. That's awesome. And uh, I'm going to add in another question here, but what is your favorite cake you've made for someone? Cause I've seen, I've seen so, so many on your Instagram. <laughs> I want to know what, what the best one you've made, you think. 
the most excited I don't this wouldn't be a, my favorite design exactly but the most excited I've ever been about a cake was a little girl I think she was like six or seven maybe um drew the cake design that she wanted for her birthday and it was like really adorable with puppies and you know rainbows and everything like that and um, like, have you ever seen those stuffed animals where they take kids' drawings and turn them into stuffed animals and they're all like yeah. wonky? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so it was kind of like that, but I was able to make her drawing into a cake and it was mm-hmm. pretty much like spot on in terms, she was, she had it down like the logistics of it. So it was really exciting to see her reaction to that. And like, she was just like thrilled to have this cake that she designed all on her own. So, oh my God, that's amazing. I was excited about that one. I love that answer. All right, Danny. Well, thank you so much. Uh, last thing, where can people find you? Social media, your website? Um, I'm Goodies Cakery everywhere. So goodieskakery.com um, for my website and then Goodies Cakery on Instagram. And I think I have a Twitter, but it's not worth following me on there. <laughs> I'll never tweet. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I mean, she's a great follow on Instagram. So yeah, Instagram is my main game. So Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Danny. This was wonderful. Yeah, thanks for having me, Michael. All right. Thank you again to Danny for taking the time to chat with me on this episode of Beyond the Profile. You know, there's a lot of great insight on how she developed her business and the path forward to, you know, moving from uh, working at a larger company to developing her own business. And, you know, right now it's a one person business and and seeing where she's going to take that in the future. It's all really exciting. So I thank her for that. Uh, please follow her at Goodies Cakery on all mediums. Her website is goodiescakery.com. You can follow us at Beyond the Profile on all social platforms. And please subscribe, rate, and review to our podcast, wherever you find our podcast, at Beyond the Profile. Uh, looking forward to hearing from you guys and hope you guys enjoy this episode. Much love.